This is the Horse Radio Network. Well, hi, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of the most popular podcast on the network, and that's the Horses in the Morning Show, actually the most popular horse podcast in the world. Today, we have Maggie, CEO and founder of Chicory Wealth, back on with us. She was on with us before, and she's coming back today to kind of give us an update. She was here about 10 days ago talking about when the market started crashing and everything. Today, she's going to come back and give us an update on the financial world and where we all are. Plus, we have Auditor Susanna on with us to tell us what it's like to be an EMT and what fears she has in today's interesting world, for especially for the medical community. But before we get started, I just wanted to mention that we will be here 5 p.m. every night this week. Uh, so be feel free to join us. It, this po- uh, will also be put out on a podcast form on our Horses in the Morning podcast feed. So if you don't catch the whole thing, you can tune back in on that and catch the rest of it. Uh, tomorrow, we speak with uh, Julie Broadway of the American Horse Council. Talk about what they're up to to support the horse world right now. And Haley, one of our listeners, runs a barn that has shut down to borders. And how is that going? And what response are they getting from the borders? And what's it like to run a barn when nobody's allowed to come out? And Wednesday, we have somebody with you. She's a New York Times reporter, lives in New York, and she's gotten the virus and was pretty ill. And she's starting to recover. And she's going to come on and talk to us about what that was like and what she went through. She's also a horse person. We've had her on our shows before. She's a New York Times reporter. Uh, Also, this is a disclaimer. We are not medical or financial professionals. Well, some of us on this are, but we are not offering any advice medically or financially. Uh, You know, you should not take what we say as something that you should go act on for, for you or your horses or your as far as your health is concerned. We are here to give our opinions. And and that is it. I thought I'd do something a little different this week as this show is progressing and growing. I thought I'd give you a positive to start with. Let's start doing positives every night. Abbott Laboratories is uh, provides te- has come up with a system to provide test results within 15 minutes. You all probably heard about that last week. Well, they're now starting to produce 50,000 tests per day, and hopefully those will get into the system. That's huge. If we can get answers in 15 minutes, it's going to take this curve we're talking about and help it out tremendously, knowing who's sick and who's not much, much quicker instead of waiting 10 days for your results. Uh, Johnson & Johnson said Monday, human testing of its experimental vaccine for the coronavirus will begin September and could be available for emergency use uh, in early 2021. Plus, the current trial from Moderna, which I think is up Maggie's way, actually, uh, will enroll... 45 healthy adults between 18 and 55, and each person will receive two shots 28 days apart, and that is testing their particular vaccine, and that's supposed to be a six-month test. Uh, So we have a couple of vaccine promises on the horizon for end of year, beginning of 2021. So uh, that's what's going on there. You know, one of the things I wanted to mention tonight, many of you thanked us for being ahead on telling you when we did the first one of these. We did the first one a, a while back and we were, Dr. Rebecca was on and we, Dr. Jimenez, and we talked about how you should get your barns prepared and how good you get supplies ready and everything. Well, I, I just wanted to point out something that I'm noticing now from a bunch of different sources, from people on my internet or my Facebook, on my Twitter. We have a lot of followers, of course, so we get to watch a lot of people. And 
I think you really should start to be prepared to be self-sufficient for a month. We're starting to see trends in manufacturing and distribution chains breaking down as more employees are getting sick, truckers are getting sick, delivery drivers, store employees. Amazon has 17 warehouses with infections. A couple of them now closed. Uh, some are going on strike today or supposed to go on strike today. And this is going to escalate as more rural areas are affected in the coming weeks and uh, quarantines continue to expand. We're now at uh, more and more, well, more than half the country is under quarantine. Florida finally put a third of the state under quarantine. Yep, you heard it right. We're dividing the state in threes. So the bottom half or the bottom third now is under quarantine. Um, so all I'm saying is to be prepared for 30 days of food and, and your horse food if you can. Uh, I noticed some people were saying that their dog foods were out now and they're starting to see some particular horse foods out. So let's uh, let's just be prepared and, uh, you know, plan on eventually maybe you you can't get out more or there's just less and less uh, things around to buy. That's just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. And we'll go with that. Next up, though, we have to bring on Maggie, who is here with us. She's CEO and founder of Trickery Wealth, trickerywealth.com, and is back to give us an update on investing and where everything is in the financial world. So, Maggie, it we, you were on with me about 10 days ago, I think. It was mm -hmm. our second or third show mm -hmm. doing this. And my goodness, how things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One, my voice is shot uh, from talking so much. Um, but where are we at? The markets have gone down. They've gone back up a little bit. Uh, you know, people yeah. are really starting to be concerned now that this is going to go on for much longer than you and I even talked about. Uh, so mm -hmm. they're concerned about not having pay. Obviously, we had stimulus packages come in. Um, and, you know, so part of that's going to affect companies like us, small businesses who are going to be able to, you know, apply for loans and things like that, as well as the stimulus checks and all of that that's going on. So where are we at? Yeah, good question. So I don't remember precisely where the market was 10 days ago. It is a bit of it a... It was boy. crashing big time. It was crashing big time. <laughs> yeah. I would say, um, the market has been down as far as 30%. That was about the current bottom in rough terms. Then when I say the market, I mean the S&P 500 was down about right. 30%. Um, today, year to date, just as of close of business, just today, we're down about 15 year to date. So things have recovered some. Um, market continued to trend up today. It was up another 3%. Um, I think last week, the market went up as much uh, as much as it has since like 1938, I think I read that statistic this morning. It was a very sharp um, snapback. We're a long way from where we were. It probably will take quite a while, a few years perhaps, to get back to our S&P highs. Um, I think that uh, the market certainly is responding to all of the uh, very aggressive intervention we've seen from both the Federal Reserve and then of course, um, the rescue package that was put together by um, by the legislature. And so at the moment, I think is cautiously optimistic that uh, some of the economic damage is going to be uh, blunted. And you're right, Glenn, it depends a good deal on how long this goes on, um, how if it's allowed to get out of hand in parts of the country where it hasn't really appeared yet um, and how long as a consequence of that, we have to stay um, effectively 
uh, with the economy in an induced coma. I wanted to ask you about something. Yeah. I saw uh, the other day a comment from one of my friends who said, couldn't we just take a month off? In other words, he locks down the country, the stock markets close, everybody takes a breather. Is that even legal? I I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, you know, it, we you know we live in this patchwork of of authorities in this country. I mean, this is an interesting. I mean, this is this is more a commentary on our 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 uh, political economy. Um, you know, we have local authorities, we have state authorities, we have federal authorities, and every branch and every you know level of of authority wants to keep hold of, and in some cases appropriately so, their own authority. You said at the beginning of the program, only now has Florida begun to shut down even just a portion of its state. Um, and so, yeah, I think the idea that everybody just, we freeze frame everything for a month. I mean, again, going back to your supply chain question, every we freeze frame everything for a month, except Amazon delivery right, right, and, right. you know, Procter and Gamble's toilet paper and Clorox right. it, right? I mean, so I, I don't, uh, it sounds good in theory, but I don't think that's possible. So I w- did want to mention for the live listeners, if you have any questions uh, for Maggie, any financial stuff, type them in there. We can see your questions. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Terry. And everybody else that's joining us now. So, and, and we're going to have Susanna coming up. Give us the EMT perspective here in a little while. So where you said before the show that you're actually getting people because you guys are uh, you guys basically handle people's portfolios and their financial investing overall. You take a look at their overall picture. Yeah, we do financial planning. And this is one of the things I mean, if I if I leave any of your listeners with a with a few pointers to consider, um, one of them is that investing of your 401k or any other liquid assets that you have really need to be done in the context of long range financial planning. And this is a great moment where, you know, holding fast to the long-term plan and not allowing what is, you know, admittedly a tremendous shock to our financial system worldwide, completely derail you from the long range, long range plan. Because, you know, we will look back at this. We will come out of this in some form or fashion. We may come out of it different than we are. I'm sure we will. But a lot of the companies we see in the public markets today are going to be alive and well at the end of this. And um, and maintaining a portfolio, whatever your plan was, keeping your eye on that prize longer term is never more important than a moment like this. It sounds... I know that's that sounds glib, but it's the truth. And there are lots of statistics that prove that. Well, I mean, look at where we were after 9-11. Look at where we were after 2008. I mean, it was pretty it was pretty bad then. Right. I mean, then yeah. uh, those that hung with it. I just have to ask you, was is Zoom a publicly traded company? And I wish I had bought it about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, you may be like the 10th person that thought of me in the last week. Yes, Zoom is publicly traded. Uh, I won't, I'm not in a position, I don't want to comment on a particular. I know, I'm just, I thought it was a joke. It is probably crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. They went from like 400,000 downloads like a month ago to three, four million now. I mean, everybody in the world's doing Zoom calls now. Right, right. Uh, They're going to have their own issues with bandwidth and everything else. They're going to be spending a lot of money right now, too. That's right. Uh, uh, So, 
That's a good question, Hillary asked. What uh, planning would you suggest for someone who's worried about job security? Right. Well, hopefully, I mean, in an ideal world, uh, if you if you had the kind of job where perhaps you didn't have the kind of job you thought you were completely secure, and there are certainly people who are like that, but anybody who's working is self-employed or who's been working in a job where, um, for lack of a better term, it's not really a salary job, a larger institution, you know, ideally you want three to six months worth of, of your actual expenses around in cash. Right now, if you're still working, but you have fears of that, I would be accumulating cash. Uh, kind of like what Glenn was saying, maybe not canned goods, maybe actual cash in the bank um, and uh, to try and tide you over. Of course, depending on the kind of job you have, the unemployment, the, the program they just passed um, increases unemployment from um, what you would normally get to up to an additional $600 a week, which is, you know, is going to help folks. Um, even people who were self-employed who in the past couldn't apply for unemployment can apply for unemployment under the new provisions. Um, people in the so-called gig economy can apply for unemployment. Um, so I think that that's going to help some, and you may be in a situation where that's possible, but, uh, either way, yeah. cash is king. And I did. I can speak to the small business, uh, the uh, loan situation, the SBA loan situation. Um, mm -hmm. We we actually went through that this morning and did the application, partly to see what would happen, and partly because mm -hmm. we are losing income off of this. Um, and we, uh, it was very simple to do. They have streamlined. It's one form, and it's so easy and simple to do. And that would be up to the ten thousand uh, dollar, and and it, they call it a loan, but basically you don't pay it back, and then. Right. And, it, and apparently they're supposed to have, I doubt this, we'll see. They're supposed to have approvals with these within three days. It's supposed to be streamlined. You don't even, we don't even have to send your tax returns in. They have all that information anyway, when you think about it, right? It's mm -hmm. a government. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I, we'll see how that goes, but that's available to any small business. Um, and it, with sole proprietorships, LLCs, whatever. And that you can look that up online. It was a very simple application process. It was not complicated at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Hope. I'm glad to hear you say that. I haven't, I hadn't talked to anybody who'd actually tried it yet. So that's really good to know. Good to know. Uh, so I, I guess where we're at, oh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, the other thing that came out was they're waiving the fees for taking out of your 401ks yes. and your IRAs, but yes. you have to pay it back within three years. Right yes. now you have to pay it back within three years, right? Right now, if you take a loan, Right now, prior to the change, the rule was you could borrow against a 401k or a 403b uh, up to $50,000 or half the account value, whichever was the lessor, and then you had five years to pay it back. Okay. So what they're doing now is they're basically saying you can actually take money out of the account they're not and, and withdraw money, and they're going to waive that. What would otherwise, if you're under 59 and a half, would be a, um, a 10, an additional 10% um tax uh, that you'd have to pay on it. The other thing that's interesting is that if you are, they just changed the, I don't know, I don't know what the average age of your listenership is, but um, perhaps you have some people who were 70 and a half and were having to take required minimum distributions. The tax code changed in December of 29 to push that, or to, uh, excuse me, December of 2019 to push that age back to 72. And then with this change now, for for tax year 2020, you do not have to take a required minimum distribution at all if hmm. you don't. 
So you can just so, leave it in. Yeah. yeah, leave it in. And that includes beneficial IRAs. So if you have an inherited IRA, it's the same thing. You can just leave it in. So it's just like it's it's a little uh, mind boggling uh, trying to keep up with all of this stuff. I mean, there's just a lot um, in play. And I don't think we've seen the last of the stimulus packages. Uh, no, I, I don't either. I think we're going to see more of this. Now, what's the implications downstream when we go to pay all this back? You know, but we're, but the thing about that is, too, it's not just us. It's the entire world as exactly. every country. That's exactly yeah. right. It's interesting. It's an interesting phenomena, isn't it? What we can get done when we have to um, as a world. And how we adapt and, and use less tissues and toilet paper. Um. For example. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> now it is, it's, it's, uh, it's just a, we're, it's a very interesting, I was listening to some commentary this morning about, uh, by an economist and, um, talking about, you know, allocation, where do you put the money? And one of the things they were, they were saying was interestingly, this most, this most recent market sell-off wasn't predominantly individuals or what they refer to as retail investors, folks like you and me. Mm-hmm. We weren't selling. Big institutions were selling, and so much of it was program trading. So much of it was funds that run, um, you know, quantitative models or trend models. There was a huge amount of institutions. So if it hits a certain level, they sell. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So what we haven't seen yet, and we may not see, is regular garden variety folks just running for the doors and you know hitting the pressing the panic button and selling out and. Uh, <laughs> And if we do, it's because they need money, I think, at this point will be the reason. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I think that's right. I don't think they'll be doing it because they want to get out of stocks. They'll be doing it because they just need some cash. Because they, they have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you got a book coming out too, right? Tell us about that. It's out. Oh, good. It's out. It's available now <laughs> on Amazon. Of course, somebody has to deliver it to you. Here, I'll hold, I'll hold this up. Okay, good. It's called Integrating Money and Meaning. Practice. Practices for a heart-centered life. Because that's what your company really is, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's our niche. We we work with clients in a very in a very deep way to understand what it is that they most care about and ha- try and help them use their money in the service of that. Um, and that can be a variety of things, including we've got a lot of clients who, um, you know, some people are very involved in charitable giving. Some people, for example, I don't know, some people really love horses. I, you probably never I heard don't it. get it. Yeah, for I don't example, know. Those people are weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so it's about how, how do you make the money support your life, not the other way around, right? And so we've been very involved in that for a number of years. And also just in terms of our, when we manage a client's portfolio, we're looking at, um, we're looking for companies that reflect those values that are that are good environmental stewards, that are good stewards, and 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 really take good care of their employees, um, that have good governance, uh, that are basically really positive actors in the world. And it turns out those there are some. There are some, and those oh. companies tend to do pretty darn well even in a downturn. They tend to hold up pretty well. We're we're seeing some good evidence that um, buying high quality companies that, um, you know, behave well by all those metrics that don't have very much debt, that aren't overextended, that those companies do very well and hold up extremely well. So that's another thing I would leave your folks with to the extent that they're looking at any money they have actually invested in the market. 
you want to make sure the companies you are invested in are very likely to be around and can withstand the sort of shock to their system um, that that this economy is going to bring them. And there, luckily, there are a number of companies out there where that's the case. So it is chicorywealth.com if you want to get a hold of them over there. And the book is called Integrating Money and Meeting Practices for a Heart-Centered Life. You can find it on Amazon right now. So thank you very much. Let's do this again in uh, 10 more days and the world have changed 10 more times. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's right. Well, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to talk with you, Glenn, and have a a nice evening. All right, thanks a bunch. Mm -hmm. So coming up next, we're adding one of our longtime listeners and auditors in here. We have Susanna. Hi, Susanna. Hello. Who do you have behind you there? Oh, this is Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Oh, look at Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Oh, she's going, what's, I hear my name. (laughs) Well, we have Susanna with us because she is a longtime listener. I want to get some listeners on this week because we have the smartest listeners who do the coolest jobs. Uh, And I'm shocked. We were talking about it on Horses in the Morning this morning, Jamie and I. How many of our listeners are nurses in the medical profession, EMTs, just a whole bunch of different medical people involved listening to our shows and our auditors. Our auditors, by the way, are super fans of the shows of Horse Radio Network, and they pay as little as $3 a month to become a member and get in the auditor room, which Susanna will tell you is the most active Facebook room in the world. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) hard to keep up with. And probably one of the most supportive, too. so you're you you're an EMT in Illinois, right? Yes. So tell us what kind of have you seen any corona cases? What's the story? Um typically, I mean we won't know if they are corona right now as of 2 days ago we are treating every respiratory patient as a corona patient and one agency I work for we are treating every patient as a possible corona patient. We're wearing masks and gloves on those on those calls. Now, uh, so, so when you go out, like with the ambulance, do you have to get suited up the whole thing when you do every time now, or just hats? No, no, just every time we have mask and gloves, and then if it's a possible corona patient, nine one one does alert us. So, in that respect, I think that grocery store workers are more at risk than we are because we have some idea that we might possibly be getting a corona patient. And if we are, the paramedics are actually the ones who do all the patient care and the assessing just to limit the number of providers that are exposed. And in the case that it's a patient that needs a higher level of care than an EMT, the paramedic will need to be exposed anyway. So as of now, while we still have paramedics, paramedics go first. Now, going down the line, if, God forbid, all the paramedics get sick and come down with this and are on quarantine, then we're running all basic trucks. So, and I, I was curious, have you seen, we'll get back to this, I, have you seen a decrease in the number of your other calls, just regular calls? Um, calls in general are down about 50% for all the agencies I work for, yeah. Is that because we're not out fighting and shooting each other? Uh. I don't know if it's that or if it's, we're getting a lot more, more of our calls are actually serious. Like, yeah, you should have called 911 calls Hmm. and less of the, oh, you just need a ride to the hospital. I cut my hand. Yeah. 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 Or I'm not feeling good. I'd like to go to the ER. Okay. Yeah. Less of those. So are you, 
are you concerned? Like the more and more cases, this is, you're in Illinois, so this is getting, yeah. to, and you're, you're kind of in the middle, right? Where are you at? Yeah, central Illinois, about two hours south of Chicago. So this is starting to filter into the center part of the country now, into the more rural areas. Even Marion County is starting to see a lot more cases here than we had before, and we're pretty rural. Uh, are, are you concerned? I know a lot of nurses and doctors are separating from the families. If you start having to haul more people in the ambulance, are, do you have a plan? Not exactly. Um, as of now, actually, before all this started, I my uniform comes off at the door and stays in its own little spot, and my shoes come off at the door, and then I shower. Um, as far as if I were actually exposed, right now, I wouldn't know for five days. They have That's to tell true. us within 12 hours of a positive test, but right now, testing is taking five days. So, luckily, my... My daughter's young enough that I'm nursing, so she's going to get antibodies from me. So I'm not super worried about that. And my husband's got a pretty strong immune system. And we're just kind of taking it day by day. And I'm taking what precautions I can take. So, but as far as actually like quarantining myself, no, we are all in my family group staying in our bubble, as my dad calls it. So right now, the only people we see are our coworkers and each other. And my dad, my grandma, my mom, my sister are all in their own little bubble. And that's all that they're seeing until we're done with this. So I think that that's smart, obviously, yeah. you know, uh, it, it is smart. And especially, you know, for, for, for the older ones, it's really mm -hmm. smart, especially yeah. with your situation too. Cause you, again, you don't know when you've been exposed because right. uh, you have to see people. You don't have right. a choice. And of yeah. course it's allergy season and I always get a cold this time of year anyway. So I'm like, well, I don't know if it's Corona. It could be, it could just be a cold. I don't know. I'm not dying. So I'm guessing it's just a cold. So. It's All right. I got to talk to you about the glove thing. Cause this has been hilarious. Uh, so, you know, don't wear gloves, wear gloves, don't wear masks, wear masks. And then Jennifer sees a lady the other day when she went out to pick up our takeout order at the Walmart. Uh -huh. And there's a lady there, an older lady in the mask and the gloves. And of course she takes all the groceries with the gloves, puts them in the car, gets in the car and drives oh. away with the gloves on. Uh, -huh. uh, you know, defeating the entire purpose of wearing gloves. They're no different than your hands at that point. Yeah. Uh, you, so you guys, I mean, you're change your gloves, everything you do, right? Yes. The, the gloves we do change every time the masks, the regular masks that we're using are only getting changed if they're soiled. So if we go on a, I broke my ankle call. We have to wear a mask just in case, but we reuse that mask so long as they're not showing any respiratory symptoms. And you're changing your gloves out. I mean, you don't wear the same gloves all the time. If you they were contaminated, like that lady, if they're contaminated, right. she's bringing them home with her. Right. They almost create a false sense of security for a lot of people because if you're not regularly wearing gloves in your job, your habit isn't going to be, oh, I got to take these off sterilely too. There's a way to take gloves off and there's a way not to take gloves off. Yeah. So. And I'm sure she went like this. Uh huh. <laughs> I probably saved them for an extra trip out. Exactly. Exactly. Because who has ten thousand pairs of gloves? Right. Uh, so what do you what do you say? At, you know, as a medical professional, what, what you know what what do you say? What are, what are your thoughts? Um, I say be concerned, but don't be freaking out about it. Um, if if you're showing respiratory symptoms, if you aren't already quarantining yourself to your bubble, 
quarantine yourself to the bubble just in case because what is a cold right now to me it could be corona and it could be corona and cause death to an older person if i'm not cautious and taking precautions so it's just keep in mind and treat everybody like they're sick treat yourself like you're sick and wash your hands <laughs> You know, this is why the test, this is why the testing is so important and getting the tests out that are 15 minute tests, because if you had the, in, those in your station, you guys could do those every day. I right. mean, yeah. you know, and then you would know that you're not supposed to be on the truck because you do right. have it. Right. That's we where are- we're, that's the problem we're having is five to 10 days. And these people, you're out and about and maybe don't even know. That's the only thing that's going to bring this curve down is more testing. Right. Uh, uh, right. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. We are temperature checking at, at the beginning of every shift. But, sorry. But the guy that hurts his ankle, who isn't showing signs yet, who does have it and gets you sick, is not showing a temperature at that point anyway. Right. And he's not going to be tested. Right. So, and right now in our system at all the hospitals, unless you get admitted to the hospital, you're not getting tested because we don't have tests. So, if we had the test, everybody walking in that door would get tested. Yes. And it was 15 minutes and you could get results and it was easier. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's, it's where we have to go. Otherwise, I think we're going to be in this for a lot longer than we hope. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's good to hear the news about the vaccine coming along. So. Yeah. Two companies with that. Of course, you don't know whether they're actually going to work until the testing's done. Right. Yeah. Uh, but there's hope there. And and of course, the better testing, you know, that there's a couple companies coming out with the shorter testing. I mean, it needs to be shorter. It just needs to be done. in while they're you walk in the hospital, you get tested and a half an hour later, you know, you know, yeah. or, well, the biggest problem with that, it's not the actual test itself. Um, I've got a friend that works in a laboratory in my area, and it's there's not enough lab technicians to run them. And right. it takes so many hours to run and there's only so many technicians. So if they have 40 of them and it takes three hours to test them all, that's, they're never going to get done in a day. So. Right. And they only have so much equipment. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, let's hope that gets better. Thanks by the way, for being an auditor and for listening. So how long have you been listening to the horse radio network shows? Oh, long time. Plus years. Long yeah. Time. Yeah, You've I spent a lot of time with Jamie and I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. bless you. I hope we keep you busy on the not busy days in the Invalid Skull world. Yeah, I know. I need to I need to start listening more. I usually I listen to the barn, but my friend won't let me up at the barn because she doesn't want me exposing her, which makes sense. So yeah, there's a lot of barns. We're going to have somebody on tomorrow night to talk about that who runs a barn who's not allowing people out. And we're going to talk about, you know, what is she? Are they being cooperative? It's a fairly large barn. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to take a look at that tomorrow night. Well, thank you for joining us, Suzanne. I really appreciate it. Uh, and thank you for listening and for being an auditor and all of that. Yep. Yep. No problem. Thank you for doing what you do. All right. Thanks, Susanna. <laughs> so that was Maggie with uh, Chicory Wealth and Susanna from the middle of Illinois doing her great job out there. And we thank her for, for doing that. I also wanted to end the show. We started out with some happier news or some good news. Anyway, I wanted to end the show with some interesting tidbits, some other news I saw. I'm sure you all saw you're on the horse world. The queen's carriage horses are turned out at Hampton court palace. They tweeted pictures and put pictures on Instagram out there of the horses all off their official duties for a period of time. 
and getting to hang out the Cleveland Bays and the Windsor Grays. And of course, they're very pretty. Uh, Anastasia and Josh Davis of British Columbia, Canada, were supposed to get married on April 3rd in front of 135 guests. Uh, That was canceled. And what they instead did is they changed their wedding plans. They got married in Josh's parents' living room in front of immediate family and the groom's best man. And that was it. Uh, When they rode in a limousine to another location to take photos, the best man told them to roll down the window. Their friends had lined the streets with signs, balloons, streamers, and music blasting from their cars. They were all in their cars as they went by. And uh, it was uh, apparently they had a great time. And Josh said they were shocked. They were crying. We couldn't believe this was happening. Seeing them on the street, celebrating our day with us made it so magical. So there was a little happy thing at the end of uh, what was looking to be a really bad time. I pity all the people who spent so much time and money on their weddings. Also, fourth, fifth and sixth graders at St. Anthony's Home and School in Columbus, Nebraska, made get well cards for people affected by coronavirus. And their teacher then mailed the cards to the University of Nebraska Medical Center to be distributed to those in quarantine. The hospital posted a photo of the cards on its Facebook page, sharing how they brought joy to the patients. We just heard from the folks in isolation. There was a huge impact these made. You know, that's one of, I think, the toughest things here is you're really, really ill if you're in the ICU and you're on ventilators. If you're not, if you're not in a coma, you're, you have, nobody can visit you. And it's really tough. And a lot of these people that are dying are dying alone. So I, I love what the, what this school is doing. And, and it's something that I think is going to be interesting as time goes on, how more and more people do reach out. And you see it happening all across the country. We are working on putting another concert together. Uh, and hopefully we'll have that together for you for next week. We'll let you know about that. Plus, we're working on other special episodes that I think are going to be pretty cool and a lot of fun. So we'll we'll let you know about that as well. Join us for Horses in the Morning five days a week. Jamie and I had a fun show today. So tune in on your favorite podcast player. Just search Horses in the Morning. And uh, I know Jennifer recorded the driving show with Dr. Wendy for Horses in the Morning on Thursday. And we just have a fun week planned for you. We'll be giving away $500 in prizes also on Friday. So uh, for really bad ads, that's going to happen on Friday. We have 15 other shows covering many other things in the horse world that we're producing this week and getting out. So far, all the shows are on track. So we hope that uh, you tune in to all the Horse Radio Network shows. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in tonight. Tomorrow night, as I said, we have the American Horse Council on and a barn owner who's going to tell us what it's like to tell horse people they can't visit their horses. So that is all on tomorrow's show. Wednesday, we're going to talk to somebody, a New York Times reporter, who is a horse person who actually had coronavirus up to about two days ago and what she went through. So I actually have almost all the guests planned for the entire week, which is unbelievable. It never happens to me. I'm never that organized. I don't know why. Now, if my voice holds out, I might actually be able to do the shows. I hope you're enjoying this. And I hope you, uh, if you want me to keep going, you know, please, uh, please let me know that you want me to keep doing these every night. And I will. Uh, I hope it helps. And I hope it helps get some information out to horse people. Please share them everywhere. Thank you so much. And above all, be safe and be home.